So you've asked me before why I keep the vase of palms by my front door. Well, let me tell you a story. The first time I heard of him, I actually heard him before I saw him. It was Passover many years ago. It was mandatory if you lived close enough to get to Jerusalem, you had to go for the Shalosh Regalim. Those are the three high holy festivals of Pentecost and Passover and weeks. Well, we only lived four miles outside of town in a, in a little village called Bethany. And so because of our business, our family business, we all had to go. And what our business was is we sold doves. I like the sound of the morning dove. And, and I know what you're thinking, that yes, we were the ones that sold the doves that would then be sacrificed at the temple. It was very important work. And so one of the days of before the Passover, we were set, had set up our camp, and I had come back to just get a few more supplies that we needed inside the temple, and I heard crazy shouting and screaming, and it sounded like someone was very, very upset. And I ran to the temple, and it was mayhem. There were cattle running through. All of the bird cages had been opened. The birds are flying, all our birds are flying all over the place. And then there is this man with a whip, and he is screaming, you have made my father's house a marketplace. Get this stuff out of here. Well, we, we listened, and as he looked, he made eye contact with me, and I could tell he was angry at me. I thought, this is my living. This is my wage. What is he doing? So we gathered the birds as quickly as we could, and we went back to camp, and Luckily, he wasn't there the next day, so we were able to sell our doves just fine. And I had thought about him until that next Passover because people started talking about him. He had come to our village, to Mary and Martha, and he had raised Lazarus from the dead. I was so excited to possibly see him, but the second Passover, I, I didn't get to see him, but you won't believe what I saw. When I walked into the temple, there had been a man who I had passed every single day for the past 46 years who had been on a mat. He was paralyzed for 38 years. He was in the temple walking, and everybody was surrounding him. How are you healed? How? And he said, I don't even know the man's name, but he has made me whole. He has made me well. And there were some Pharisees that were really upset with him. They weren't upset that he had been made well, that he was walking, but he was carrying his mat on the Sabbath. And that just undid them. We didn't get to see Jesus that time. And I was determined that next year to be able to see this man that I had now heard had with a few loaves and a few fish fed thousands. He had healed people that had been blind since birth. And then he even, he healed a Roman official's son. You know, Jews and Roman officials, we don't hang out together. He had gone, they say, and he had spent time one-on-one -on -one with someone from Samaria, a woman like me, I had to see what this guy was up to. I didn't believe that he was anything special yet, but I wanted to know. And so 
it, we are getting ready to head out to the Passover to sell our doves and we take our donkey. And our donkey is just piled with cages and cages on either side and on top with all of our doves and our tent and our bedrolls and all that we would need for the seven days that we will be there. And, and as we are heading out on that road, I see him and he is coming in to visit Mary and Martha again. My neighbors, it's inappropriate. They're not even married and neither is he. We had to get on to Jerusalem because we had to get our camp set up because we had this prime spot right outside the temple because we wanted to be close so we could go in and sell the doves. So that next morning, I'm getting the kids up and I'm getting everything ready. And then I hear shouting. But this time, it's not angry shouting. It's shouting of praise and excitement. And I see all these people from the camps around me and they're grabbing branches and they're running towards the city center, the main street that leads up to the temple. And I thought, King Herod is coming. It must be King Herod. Oh my goodness, I've, I've never even been able to see him. And so I grabbed my stuff, grabbed some kids, ran there. There, there was already hundreds of people lining the street. And they, then I hear shouting and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna shout. I'm not gonna act like I don't know what I'm there for. And then I see what they're shouting at. And it was him. It was Jesus on a donkey. People had put their cloaks on top of the donkey and he's sitting on top of it and we're shouting and, and I'm waving my branch and then I hear what they're saying. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. What? I said it, I said it too, I shouted, because I didn't want to be left out. When you think about this hindsight, it all makes sense. You know how it is, something happens and then you look back on it in your life and you realize, oh, Oh my gosh, I missed it. So if you're wondering why I keep the palm branches by my doorstep, it's because I don't ever want to miss it again. I told you how our family would bring all of the doves to be sacrificed and we would put them on top of our donkey and we would parade them down the street so that other people could make a sacrifice so that a distant God might forgive them. And what I've come to understand is that Jesus put himself on a donkey, walked down that road, and sacrificed himself for all of us, for all time, as a close God, as a God who is in relationship with us. I think I thought that it was gonna be something like saving me from having to pay taxes, or saving me from ever having a sick child. Oh no. He was saving me for the present to worship and glorify and praise him. May it be so in my life and in yours.